Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing people from all walks of life, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love first and foremost with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. I am really excited about my guest today. She is a dear friend and an incredible matchmaker. Um, her name is Maria Abjetitas Piriagatis. She oh God. is... <laughs> Okay. Maria, say your name for me, please. You could just call me Maria Avgetitas or Matchmaker Maria. Okay. But okay. So here's what you need to know, right? You know how people are like, it's called gyro, not gyro. They're right. Because (laughs) in Greek, they don't, we don't have a hard G. It's all soft G's. So now that you know, it's a soft G, you'll never make, you'll never make a mistake. Okay. Maria, I know. I know. I just want to call you matchmaker Maria, but I really feel like I need to get this. I need to nail it. This is pathetic because people don't know that we talk on the phone like three times a week for the last 10 years. We're like really good friends (laughs) and I I still can't say her freaking name. Maria Abjutidis. I just told you the G's are soft. I just, that was soft. I did it. That's not a soft G. That's a hard G. Okay. What is a soft G? Good. Like get. No, that's a hard G. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) All right, whatever. Matchmaker Maria. <laughs> Thank you she's for having like, me. She's so much younger than me. And she's somebody I look up to. Like, you know, I do. Um, the day, okay. All right. Let me just say, she's the CEO of Agape. Am I saying that right? Yes. Thank you. Agape <laughs> match. <laughs> Hard, soft G. An award-winning matchmaking service that's based out of New York City. And she also hosts a dating and relationship podcast called Ask a Matchmaker, which is phenomenal. And she does like every Wednesday on Instagram. So you'll follow her, Matchmaker Maria. Please follow her. She does this whole intuitive perspective to helping guide singles with all of their questions about dating. And she's very, very straightforward in a way that you're probably not going to get from me a very different slant and advice on dating. Although we do we do align with many things. She, she has a, oh, yeah. a, a way about saying things that is just different from me, which is good. And so she's been on like tons of stuff. I loved watching you on good morning America last, I guess it's, it was right before you went to Greece, um, this past summer, CBS mornings. Oh, I hope I get on good morning America. Oh, I thought you were on, okay. I'm so happy. Well, you were on GMA with you. You were on their, on their oh, website. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah, on good morning. No, you America were. Morning. Yeah, no, I you're right. But happened. CBS mornings was, was the biggie. Yeah. Right before the summer. so far. Yeah. And we, you talked about wearing green is a great color and about your 12 date rule, which I want to get into. But, um, you know, we're, we're two matchmakers and I wanted to have a conversation about, you know, how we deal with our clients in today's dating world and just share our, some of our knowledge on how people can find and keep love in today's society. Right. Can I just say, this is my most favorite intro ever. (laughs) Like I have had, I've been on so many podcasts. This is the best one. And it's because (laughs) I think it really speaks to how personable Lori is. 
and how who you are. I don't know why I'm talking to you in like the third person if you're not here. But I think I think that's just that's just what makes you really awesome and I love it. And uh thank you for having me. You know what I love about us is I admire you so much and we're we're besties. We really are. And we we bounce things by each other all the time about like every single thing from relationships, like personal stuff to everything to do with clients and whatnot. Yeah. And in, and, you know, we work in two very different markets, you know, the whole New York city, although I know you do national and you, you host, you know, various things um, abroad and whatnot with your clients and anyone can tap into that from wherever they are. So that's my little commercial for you. Um, you. I, we're not in competition. You know, we're not I mean, at I don't, all I don't believe, in competition. Yeah. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I subscribe and you know this and I subscribe yeah. to like I don't know if there's necessarily competition in matchmakers. I always think that there's collaborative matchmakers. And I know you and I, you and I, and um, our colleague, Michelle, we actually created Mm -hmm. the biggest trade association for matchmakers to collaborate and uh, the matchmakers alliance. So shout out to that. Yes. We have a conference coming up, but I think, I think what's interesting whenever I speak to you is like, yes, you and I, I think we have quite similar deep rid, deeply rooted value systems. Yes. But we also have like insanely different perspectives. Like I have, I have a question yep. for you. Okay. So you know how like every Wednesday I get like questions. Yep. Uh, right. And like dating questions. Yep. And, um, you know, yesterday, the day before we recorded this episode, it was Wednesday. I was getting all these questions and there was this one question that I got that I did not answer. And I was like, oh, I got to ask Lori about this okay. because I bet you she has a different perspective than I do. Okay. okay. So somebody asked me your thoughts on who pays for dates. Yeah. I usually, and then they also wrote, I usually offer after three dates and I feel like, you know, you are, you live in Charlotte, you have Carolina singles, you are also, you know, from a personal perspective, you're Jewish Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I was like, huh, like, I wonder what Lori would say. So these are the things that like, I kind of think about like, yeah, like we're not competitors, but we certainly have. And it might be the big mindset. city, smaller city, yeah, kind of thing. And I don't know that it has anything to do with religion either, but it is a, a little bit more old. I, I might have a little bit more old fashioned values. So if we're talking about heterose- heterosexuals, okay, because uh-huh. I mean, that, that's a whole different dynamic if we're working with LGBTQIA community. But if we're talking heterosexual, I mean, I'm telling my, my male clients, they need to pay for like every single date, unless the right. woman cooks, cooks a meal or whatnot. I mean, when I, when I started dating my husband, which by the way, it's 28 years of marriage versus 26, which is what I've been telling everybody for the last year. Uh, I somehow, I lost two during the pandemic. It's because of the pandemic. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Kevin said to me last night, Laurie, we're married 28 years. I'm like, how did that happen? He courted me. Like he paid every single meal for like our entire like life, basically. I mean, once you, that's my opinion. Well, I have a okay, very so old fashioned point ha- of view so, with this. So you believe yeah, that men should always pay. I do. I mean, a woman can offer to pay certainly. And I think that's good. However, I will say that I think after like three dates, the woman should yeah. treat a man say, you know what? I want to take you out. I want to make it special, but uh-huh. I, and, and the guy can be like, okay, we can do that. So if they choose to, but down here, down South, most uh-huh. men are like, no way I'm paying for these dates. But do the men want the offer? Do they want the fake purse? I, uh, you know, the fake purse I've heard, like, oh, I let have, me check my purse. <laughs> I've heard some men say to me, it would have been nice if she'd offered. I've heard that before. 
But frankly, I don't know if it was a Southern man that said it. We have a different set of rules down here in the South. Yeah. And Uh I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know. I very, I I hate this question because the status quo says that, you know, men should pay. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay. Um, how long do men pay? What should they Mm -hmm. be paying for? What is the expectation after paying and why are they paying? Um, Mm -hmm. so like, especially in 2022. So these are the questions that come to me in my mind. And then I think to my, like adding to that from like my own perspective is like, okay. Um, knowing that some men really hate it when you do the fake purse, like, you don't, you're not really offering, you're just like, do you want help? You know, it's also like how you ask to split it. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like sometimes part of me is like, if we could all just agree to go 50, 50 on dates, like if you're both employed mm-hmm. and you want to just go 50, 50 and just, but if you do that, you can't be resentful after that. He didn't pay. That's right. Like you have to be like, you know, find the empowerment of like not having to talk about this again. It's just 50, 50. That's all it is. Why can't it just be whoever asks a person out? So if that's, the guy, a great, that's a great I question think that's, too. Why that's kind of that? how it should be. Like when I've invited people out, I usually pay for them. So right. that's really what it should be like. So if the man is in the, so initially, usually it's the man asking the woman out and so he should pay. But I think that the woman should say, I want Even to treat you. 85% of men have said that they want women to ask them out. Mm-hmm. Yet you're, I'm still hearing that they like, they kind of like the chase a little bit. You know, they, they like the excitement. I know of asking it's a woman so, out. it's so complicated. Yeah, I find I, I like, I, to me, I, I gotta say, I really struggle with this question because to me, I don't think it matters. Mm. I think that if you had a good time and if you like each other, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it, it just doesn't matter. Like she could pay, you could pay, you know, yeah. he could pay whatever, uh, you could split it. I, I don't think it matters. I will look, I'll admit when I first met my husband, um, he paid. Mm-hmm. I, even though he, he, at the time he made less than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was in academia. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, I remember. Yeah. Like, you know, he paid for most of the dates and then we would do creative things to like work around his budget. And then I, I know that I would pay once a year on our anniversary. Like he was just like, I got it. I'll take care of it. But that, that was certainly a cultural thing too, because both my husband and I were were Greek and usually Greek Mm -hmm. men pay. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, it goes back to like, okay, you know, would I, I've had other friends were like, oh, he forgot his wallet. Like he genuinely did forget his wallet and she had to pay and they ended up getting married. Like, I think Mm -hmm. things can, I think if someone likes you and you like them, I don't know if it matters. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it matters either. And people do men and women want to feel like they're being taken care of. Right. So, you know, it could even be that the woman slips the credit card to the waiter and be like, Oh God, that's so emasculating. (laughs) Is it? I think so. If a woman sneaks a card. Well, what about if it was like on date number five? No. And she's like, what about if she says, you know what? I knew you were going to pay for this meal, but I wanted to take care of it. You say that before. No, you, I, here I put All my right. foot down. All right. I don't think a woman should ever sneak a payment, especially <laughs> in meal company. My, I do that with my sisters. That's different. That's not the yes. same thing, right? Like yeah. women to women. It's, I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. I think if you want to pay, just be like, I want to take care of this. And I would like for your, I would like for you to allow me to do that. Like say yeah. ahead of time. It's fine. I, I think that the woman should 
ask in advance, just say, I want to treat you. And this is where I'd like to take you and just go with that. Okay. We're in agreement there. Well, okay. Then what about with texting and being in touch and asking somebody out? Ah, I love this question. What about it? And how much should you be in touch? And this is like one of the main things that I coach my, my clients on is after the date, obviously. So down here, I'm sure it's the same up there. A man that my clients, everyone I know, all mm-hmm. dudes are texting the woman. Did you get home safely to make oh, sure? They, and oh, I had a great the guys time. are texting that. Oh yeah. That night. That's that what, is that's so standard. different. That's what? standard. Really? Blowing my mind. Wait, you guys don't right do that in New York. That's why everybody's no, so hard to date they're like, city. in fact, women ask like, should I send a thank you text? Like that I got mm-hmm. home. And for me, like, it's funny because in New York, there's like, there's a, let's call her an influencer. I mean, that's what she is. Um, okay. uh, she tells women to never send a thank you text that it's not okay. necessary. And in fact, we actually had like a debate last year. Uh, I think it's on YouTube somewhere um, about it. And I said, like, you know, I can only tell you what I hear as mm-hmm. a person on the ground, which is mm-hmm. that a lot of men, even if they don't want to see you again, they'd like to know that you had a good time. Mm-hmm. And they'd also like to they, they do like thank yous. It's like, it's, it's very easy text. So if you're mm-hmm. anxious and if you're wondering, oh my God, I really liked him. I hope he liked mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Will he call me? Mm-hmm. All you, you know, all you have to do is just send the thank you text. And the thank you text is like, Hey, I just got home. I just want you to know that I had a really great time. Thank you so much for a lovely evening. And you know what, if he responds great, awesome. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't respond, fantastic. You don't have to go out with him again. Like, you uh, and like, what an, what an easy way to like, you know, Okay. Like kind of go forward instead of like twiddling your thumbs for the next three days, wondering if Mm -hmm. he's going to call. Like, that's just such bullshit to me. That just takes away all of your power over the narrative of the situation. Yeah. You can never, as a woman, you could never go wrong with the thank you text afterwards, but down here, that's typical, you know, it's, yeah, it it can be the woman. It can be the man. That's crazy to me. That's like a thing there. Like here, it's like a whole debate. Like, Oh, should we, or should we not? And you're telling me that men, are messaging women. Yeah. That's what Did my clients are. That's what my clients Wait, are hold doing. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Okay. So mm-hmm. like we're, we're in New York, a lot of people use public transportation. Mm-hmm. So people would take Ubers or they'll mm-hmm. take a subway to get to their date. Mm-hmm. At what point where you live and your, your mm-hmm. region, do people like, let me swing by your house and pick you up on our date. Does that happen still? Or do people take their separate cars? You know, they're still taking separate cars for the first few dates for sure until they okay. really get into the rhythm is what I have noticed. They're still meeting up. Yeah. Which is a shame because there's so much fun that can go on in a car at the end of the date, <laughs> that kiss, touching them. And there's something very intimate about being in that closed space that people are missing out on. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, I have I fond like, memories yeah. of the front front seat. I don't think my husband's listening to this. I have fun. fun. <laughs> Yeah. I won't talk about backseat dates here. Yeah. So <laughs> I've never had that experience. So I'm too tall to be doing anything. Oh, in the car. Yeah. And okay. um, my husband and I, we didn't own cars until we had a kid. We lived in cities. Yeah. So we never, but I'll tell you something like, you know, I remember when I was single, like I did expect the guy to walk me to the subway stop at the very mm-hmm. least. Oh yeah. Um, 
something that's such a deal breaker. Oh, I hate it when men do this is when they don't wait for the Uber to arrive before they take yeah. off when that's they Ill. leave their date. That's, that's such a, that's such a deal breaker. And down here, I've had people Even say, for I don't want friends. Wanna... Yeah, for sure. Even for friends. I've had people say, this is such a deal breaker that red flaggy that they like disregarded the entire date, even when it was great, when a man did not walk, walk her to her car at the end of the date. And it was like across the parking lot where you could so even see it. Yeah. Okay. So if that. it's across the parking lot, I get that. I, this is again, really foreign to me because I, mm-hmm. most of well, actually all of my single life was in a city. Cause I lived in Athens mm-hmm. where I did not have a car. And then I lived in New York, Athens, Greece, not Athens, Georgia. So that's, it's really foreign to me. I can see a place where a woman might not want you to walk her to your car because maybe she does feel unsafe you doing that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if it's across an entire parking lot, right. Um, you know, nobody wants to walk in the dark either. So I guess, yeah, that's, that's so interesting to hear your perspective on something that I don't necessarily have Right. Knowledge and with, right? sometimes men don't want to do it because they don't want to either a, if they're not really interested in the woman, they, they don't want to give them the wrong impression because right. that's normally what, where the good night kiss happens or B they like the woman, but they don't want them to think they're kind of treading on thin ice or, you know, trying to make the move by walking them to their car. Right. So that like sort of personal space issue is definitely a, something that they need to be cognizant of for sure. What other deal breakers do you hear in Carolina? The Carolinas. That's interesting. Um, you know, since people, since there are distances that need to be traveled, like we have like Lake Norman and Lake Wiley, different lakes in the area. Sometimes people uh-huh. are like, yeah, I don't want to date somebody in Charlotte or on the other side of Charlotte where it's like a 45 minute drive. These are something. deal breakers. These aren't like preferences. Yeah. This wow. is, this can be a deal breaker. Like I don't want to travel that far. Meanwhile, I also make matches across state lines, like, and I've had marriages and babies that way. So I always say like, don't let distance be a factor. I have one online date I love this story. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this. I haven't told anyone else I have. Um, so I recently got someone online dating with my, with my, with my program where I get help people with online dating. Mm-hmm. And, um, she lives in Raleigh. He lives in Charlotte and she came to Charlotte cause she's got friends far here. Is that? It's like two, a little over two and a half hours or so with a car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. She drove and they met and then he's going to be driving up to Raleigh to meet her in a couple of weeks. And they met within two weeks of online dating. Adorable. I mean, she's young and fabulous. 32 people are always like, why would a 32 year old hire you? It's like, why wouldn't a 32 year old hire it? me? Yeah. Exactly. But people, do you, do you notice that people like just out and about just still get that idea in their heads? Like if you're young and beautiful, that it's easy for you to meet someone. I actually think it's really hard yeah, if you're young and beautiful to meet someone. Um, yeah. I actually just had a client hire us. He's conservative actually, like politically, mm-hmm. and he's, he's very good looking. He's tall. He's like, you know, he checks off all the boxes in terms mm-hmm. of like quantitative stuff. He lives between New York city and Miami and he's like, it's really tough to date in New York because, you know, a lot more women in New York city are liberal. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I actually do, you know, and he's right. A lot more people in New York city are liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know what, even if they're conservative, <laughs> they're like Bloomberg conservative. They're like, mm-hmm. I want less taxes, but everyone gets rights. Everyone right. gets, an, you know, like it's right. so different, you know? And, um, yeah. So I said to him, you know, we actually do have enough women to set him up with. So we're like, you know, and I understand his perspective, you know, my job is not to vote like you. My job is to find you love. That's right. And, um, I think, you know, 
doesn't matter how I vote or what I, what my, you know, what this is, this is not what my job yeah. is that my job is this, you know? So that's right. So kind of reminding some people that, uh, cause I, I happened to post yesterday and I'm saying this because I happened to post yesterday on social media that like, Oh, I just took on a client. He's conservative. And he's, if you work at Fox news, cause I think that's his type and you know, look wise uh, you get it. And, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and a woman messaged me saying like, you know, you shouldn't have taken him on. And I go, oh. why not? Like, did I ask you for business? You know, like how, you know, you compromise your values this way. And I'm like, oh. I have to process payroll. I, um, most, I don't know. I mean, I, okay. There's another difference probably between, yeah, the Carolinas and New York is, I mean, I probably, every one of my clients is conservative, right? Yeah. The men, you know, and, right. um, and I, that's fine with me. I don't care. There's so many conservative people that we have such a beautiful mix of people down here right. that it's easy, but really what I hear from the women most of the women in my database are, are liberal minded, most probably majority, not all, but they're open to dating. Um, and most of the women, okay, here's what I'm finding. The women that are conservative minded want to date conservative men. The right. men that are conservative minded are, are open to right. women that are liberal. However, they don't want them to be too extreme. Right. But what is and extreme? The, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I always ask these questions, like what is extreme to you? Because usually it's like, hmm. It's usually it's like, I don't want to debate this. Exactly. Yeah. And they I'm don't like, wanna... okay, well, you know, since I mentioned like, what are your deal breakers? Like for me, mm -hmm. one of the most popular deal breakers that we hear since 2015, because I've had mm -hmm. my business since 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. So I remember what it was like then. And mm -hmm. then I remember in 2015, um, uh, former president Trump announces that he's running for office mm -hmm. and suddenly like, this is a new deal breaker that we were just not expecting. Yeah. Like, it, it literally overshadowed <laughs> smoking, which was our number one deal breaker. Yeah. Is smoking a deal breaker, a popular deal breaker where you live. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. So, Always. um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so it suddenly overshadows it and then mm -hmm. it went away and then it like a went away. Um, then it became like after the insurrection, it became like, well, if he supported Trump, that's right. And right. Then, if he is a Trumper. Yeah, that's he was a I'll Trumper. Hear. So it no longer was I'll about date like a Republican, Republican, but not yeah. a Trumper. That's yeah. Right. So, it became, so that shifted. Yes. Then it became about vaccines, which has yeah. suddenly like disappear. Like no one's talking about vaccine. Well, I mean, no. they do, but it's way less than what it was like a year ago. Right. hundred percent. My job as a matchmaker though, is to find someone who is compatible to you. And this is, it's such an important conversation. And what I put on my profile of my questionnaire for folks, what is not, what is your party affiliation, but what are you looking for in your future mates party affiliation? Oh, and that's like, where I'll get. To what the are the answers to this? Is this like a written or is it a drop down? It's uh, it's a it's an open field, yeah. And I so think they, we they ask, answer um, what yeah what they're looking for. That's that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to explore that a little more yeah. with with you um yeah. another day. But like mm -hmm. like privately, um, yeah. but like I think that, we ask like which do. way do you, which way do you lean? And it's like right. left right middle. Like I don't yeah. Because but I that think, doesn't show their willingness to to expand or to. Yeah. Oh, right. Who they would like, who, so yeah, they would be matched with. I like to work with people and it doesn't always happen, but I do, I like to stretch people and, and, and it goes to, like shifting a tiny little bit away is I was talking to a client yesterday and he was saying, well, she's not as tall as what I was looking for. And I literally did this. I'm showing Maria on the screen. Um, what my two fingers look like with one inch versus two inches. And like, this is like nothing like you're going to turn away from somebody because she's two inches shorter than what you were looking for. 
I mean, you know, that girl's got heels at home too. Those ladies under five foot four have got the like six inch platforms. A hundred, a hundred percent. They do. And like I said, you need to be looking at her spirit and her soul. And that's, that goes with everything. Yeah, it did actually. It worked. I said, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Height. I don't believe in heightism. Yeah. I said, let that go. Mm. That is so unimportant. You know, how is she going to treat you moving forward? You know, is she going to take care of you when you're sick? Is she somebody that has the morals, ethicals, and value system that you're looking for? Do you both want to have kids? You know, what do you want to do with your faith communities? Like all mm-hmm. that stuff, like every box was checked you except know, for that one thing. Who cares? A lot of times people don't know when to call it, call a relationship, a relationship and th- let's right. do the monogamy thing now. And you do a lot of talk about like when to actually be intimate with someone. I want to talk about that. You've got your okay. 12 date rule. Let's talk about that. So first off, I just want to say that, like, I think you mentioned exclusivity here, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. believe I am at the belief that if we are exclusive, you are my boyfriend. I am your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I know I'm speaking heteronormatively right now, but even if, um, if you belong to LGBTQIA community, it's mm-hmm. the same, right? If we're yep. exclusive, you're, I, I get the title, you get the title. Yep. And if I'm not, then all that tells me is that, oh, we're just exclusively having sex without mm-hmm. the, um, the, um, what's it called the privilege, you know, you're getting all the privileges of the title without the title. And that's just not fair. Right. Um, so, you know, yesterday, actually someone asked me like, we're exclusive for three months, but, and my, my, my birthday's coming up, mm-hmm. like, you know, how do I introduce him? And I go, why are you, if he has not, if you're, if you're, if you've been dating for three months and he's not mm-hmm. made you your boyfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and your birthday's coming up, he'll never be your boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and, and you know, the most popular question that I get I mean, to this day, right. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, how many dates in do you talk about exclusivity? And I'm like, I don't know how many dates in, if I were to, if you were to ask me, like, when does it happen? I think it happens after three dates uh, until six weeks, sometime in that wide range, there is a conversation that happens. It's like, yeah, I'm growing feelings for you. And mm-hmm. I want you, I would like to explore this exclusive. And then someone should say, does that mean that we're boyfriend and girlfriend? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. Or if they say no, it's like, why not? Cause I'm not going to be exclusive. I'm going to keep dating until that's I meet right. my boyfriend. Now, that's right. That, right. So that's, that's my belief. That's my philosophy. That's what I promote. Now and that said, how do you judge who you should date with? So um, you know, you mentioned the 12 date rule and, and, and what that is for me is a method that I tell singles to use, to discover if they are emotionally compatible to someone, um, for long-term. And I mm-hmm. say that because emotional and financial compatibility are the most important factors in long-term compatibility. In fact, um, financial stress and lack of communication, um, are one of the highest uh, reasons that people divorce. It's never for lack of love. It's almost always for lack of like, and I don't like the way you do this. I don't like the way this happens. And suddenly Mm -hmm. there is a, you know, broken communication, broken trust. Mm -hmm. um, And then of course, demise of a relationship. Um, So while we know this, right? So we can hold that, you know, emotional compatibility is ultra important. Mm -hmm. We should also know that that takes time to discover. Mm-hmm. And what if I told you that if you were to have now, again, I don't promote purity culture. If you believe, Hey, I, I'll tell you something when I was single and I knew that this person was never going to be more than like three dates, I would just have sex with them. It did. It didn't matter to me. I was just like, Oh, this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, friends with benefits it up. I don't care. 
However, right. if you like someone, I think that you should wait a few dates before having sex, because when we have sex, when we get really intimate women, especially we release this hormone called oxytocin um, mm -hmm. among a host of other chemicals. And what that does is that it creates tunnel vision. It blinds us from mm -hmm. seeing, um, what is truly important, right? So suddenly you're wearing rose colored glasses. So the red flags are really hard to see. And the pink flags are in, in, it's just, they're, they're, they're impossible to see, right? And rose colored right. glasses, pink flags, they're, they're invisible. Mm -hmm. So what I promote here is like, wait a few dates before having sex. And that's where the 12 date rule came from. And mm -hmm. what that means now, look, matchmaker Maria has got different date math. I believe in a different version of what date dating is. Right. I think when people mm -hmm. think of dating, they think of like going out and while I, yes, that's obviously dating. I think there's other things that we do to get to know people. Um, and, and that is that I believe a date is a minimum of 20 minutes, maximum three hours of either a phone call, a video call, or an in-person date. Um, okay. you can have up to two dates in one day. So maybe you do an eight hour, like let's go to brunch, movie show, whatever that's, that counts for two dates, not two and a half or three dates. That's two dates. Um, mm -hmm. now, uh, phone calls, video calls, those count audio messages and text messages do not count for dating. I can't tell you how many people have told me I've been seeing someone for a month and you ask them a little bit more. They're like, well, we've been texting right. all month. And it's like, well, that's not dating. That's just you texting. Mm -mm. That's or right. audio. Oh, what about an audio message? I'm like, what about audio Big message? Whoop. People, yeah, people will stop what they're saying, stop, pause, redo it again. Like right. you need to have the give and take of real time. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of 12 date rule is the 12 date method is to discover four things. Number one, what are they like on a good day? Mm -hmm. Number two, what are they like on a bad day? Number three, how do they treat you when you are having a bad day? Mm -hmm. And number four, and this is the most important, how do they treat you when you're having a good day? Mm -hmm. All of these things do come up eventually in the first two weeks that you're getting to know someone, because you are going to be, you might become a little more vulnerable. You might start discussing things They, you will see how they react to those things. Just like you will see how you react to things that they say to you. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can really discover, okay, I don't have the distraction of sex do I even like this person? And I will tell you that like four to five people are never going to make it 12 dates with someone. They're just mm -hmm. going to say like, yeah, this person's not for me. And all I'll say is like, well, aren't you glad you didn't have sex with him? Mm -hmm. First, second of all, there are going to people who say, oh my God, Marie, I really like him. And we ended up having sex at six dates. Are we doomed? Absolutely not. Rules are meant to be broken. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just a way of just acknowledging that sex can make things really tricky. And mm -hmm. there is a way to get to know people with a purpose to discover, do I like them? Because I think what happens for a lot of people is they go on a really great date and then suddenly it's like, oh my God, does he like me? Is he going to call me? When are we going to speak again? You like read into too much on the emojis and the ellipses and all that stuff. When the reality right. is like that most people, you know, a lot more women than men are magnificent. And we need to flip the narrative of like, okay, do I like him? And That's doing right. it this way just, I think, levels the playing field a bit. Exactly. And I agree with so much of what you said. And it's interesting because I, first of all, what I've noticed anecdotally over the last 16 years of being a matchmaker, I think I went into business a couple of years ahead of you, is that if somebody goes on five in-person dates, yeah, it normally turns into a relationship of Same. six months or more. Have you Same. noticed that? Okay. So I'm always saying- Especially through clients, a matchmaker. I don't notice this like online. Well, 
Yeah. I think it's because of a matchmaker, like the mm-hmm. nature of our businesses that we're juicing people that like mm-hmm. have already told us all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we've already prepared the match for that yeah. date. Like, Hey, just so you know, they want to yeah. get married. That's they want right. to have kids. You don't have to have this conversation. Like They're we're, really we're ready, to ready. Go. Yeah. All the yeah. important boxes are checked before we even make the match. Exactly. And it's 100%. same. If we get to five dates, they're getting uh-huh. married. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, a client I spoke to yesterday, he said, yeah, we're, we've had four dates, but one of those dates was like over like a weekend. Cause they lived oh. out of town. So I was that's like, well, dates. that was really kind of like, yeah, that's exactly. It's definitely five dates. Um, but I tell people, I have, I have told people before, wait until you're in love before you have sex <gasps> in love. Can you imagine that idea? And I did tell this to one, one woman years ago and she, her eyes popped out and you know, something she, she messaged me the next year. She said, I took your advice and now I'm married. <laughs> she actually listened to me because she was jumping into bed way too soon. So even if it just slows it down a little for her, way too soon co- for her, for her, my opinion is this, if if you're not in a monogamous relationship, right? Why have sex? Because what happens is, unless you just want to have unless, sex, so unless fine. you want to have sex and you're not looking for long term with that person, because you're basically taking yourself off the, as a woman. Really, I think, right? You're taking yourself off the marketplace when you have sex with someone. Because number one, everything that you just said, you're distracted. You're focused. You're excited. Yeah. You know, you want to make this into something that it it may or may not be. And you don't, you don't know what it is. And so, you know, like our mothers would say, don't like, right. what, what was that cow thing? Oh, I hate that phrase. I hate that phrase. I hate that so phrase. Much. Don't take home the, the, what is it again? Gail, Gail King said that to me on CBS mornings a few yeah. months ago. And I was like, right. what is she saying? like, why are you saying, yeah. don't why milk the cow when you can't, why buy the cow when you get it, the milk for free? I hate yeah. that phrase, but like, no, and, and is, I don't, I don't, but it think- is a gift. When a woman, you know, like sex is, is if you look at it as a gift that a woman right. is giving a man, like okay. you can look at it that way, but why take yourself off the market when you, See, yeah, I agree don't with have that. a like, ring I don't... on your finger, when you don't well, have a commitment of any kind, like so funny. You, there has to be some kind of commitment from the man before the woman has sex. I have In noticed that. Opinion. So I've had over, um, I've had over 500 people send me messages that the 12 date rule worked for them in the last yeah. two years. Yeah. Like since, uh, since I started counting in January, 2021, I've had mm-hmm. over, I have like them saved on my phone. And yeah. what's interesting is how many men will tell us, like, I was in love with her by the time we got to 12 dates. hundred percent. So what yeah. I find shocking is not that you tell them to do that. It's the wording. Like, wow. Like I, so like, cause that's kind of like what 12 date rule is like, mm-hmm. if you get to 12 dates with someone, there is an emotional connection. 100%. Um, now some people will say like, what if they're bad in bed? Okay. Well, what if they're bad in bed, either mm-hmm. you're going to work on it and fix it, or yeah. you're going to break up because physical compatibility is super important. Yeah. Um, or if they say like, well, he doesn't want to wait or he's pressuring me. I don't want you to date someone mm-hmm. who doesn't respect the boundaries that you've established. That's right. Like ever, like even if you told him five dates and mm-hmm. he was like, well, it's the fourth date. What does it matter? He doesn't, he just told you that he's a mm-hmm. shitty human. And then you have other people who are like, well, I married a guy and we slept on the first date. Congratulations. Sure. I know a you couple won like the that. lottery. People yes, won the lottery did. all the time. But let me all tell you for every woman who got married to the, the guy she had sex with on the first date, there's yep. probably like 10,000 women, including her who had sex with a guy on the first date. And then they never saw that person again. <laughs> 
Exactly. So it's like, I don't know, like I, and look, I, look, I'm a big supporter and proponent of hoe phases. I'm well known for that term as well, mm-hmm. which is a mindset. It's not a adjective. It's not a verb. It's not a noun. It's just, you know, having fun without, you know, certain dating without the idea that everyone has to be a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to be your husband. Right. But I think that dating with purpose, I mean, gosh, you know, like you're a woman's biggest risk to death is who she marries. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yeah. I don't want you to put yourself in a position where a guy can manipulate you. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we're all sad. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I think about. So like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just different. And, I, and you know what? More men are open to it than you think. Like, I think yep. so many women are so scared. They're like, oh, men's gonna say no. And I'm like, first of all, if you think about Maria date math, where you include phone calls and video calls, we're talking mm-hmm. about two and a half weeks. You mean to tell I me is this too, magical guy soon, can't wait yeah. two and a half weeks? Yeah. For some yeah. people, that's too soon. Like, I think yeah. I, I did this on my husband too. And it took us like three weeks. And by the time, and when we, when we did, it was like, yeah, we were in love with each other. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We were totally enamored and in lust. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a different way of approaching dating. Yeah. So for people out there that are listening to this, uh, give us feedback on this because we want to hear from you. Like what would happen if you actually waited three months? What does that look like? You three know? months? That's a lot. Can you imagine? That's how, you know who says that? Steve Harvey. He says he has the 90 day rule. Like people yeah. scoff at 12 dates. And then yeah. it's like, Steve Harvey says 90. And by the I'm way, kind of, I, I want you to know, Steve Harvey's my hero. I love I'm him. I'm in alignment with that. I'm a three month. I'm that's me. That's a three, three month. months. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Can you, can you do blowjobs and other stuff in those? Three yes, months? you can. <laughs> you can, you can, on the 12 day rule, you can totally do that stuff too. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to define sex for people. For some people, sex is everything. Exactly. Do you think it's okay for the woman to ask to be monogamous or do you think it needs to be the man or doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. I think the moment you feel any type of anxiety about like what this is, Mm -hmm. you need to have a conversation. Yeah. And And don't be afraid of it. Yeah. And and I think the more reason why people don't have that conversation is because they're terrified that that they're not going to like the answer. And I think Mm -hmm. you just have to deal with the answer, which is like, okay, if he acts, I remember one time I was, uh, I was with someone once and like, you know, we were doing it and I realized at that moment, like, oh God, like, I think I'm falling for him. Like there's just mm-hmm. such a rush of oxytocin, like mm-hmm. in my system. And I remember hopping off <laughs> and I was like, we need to have a conversation <laughs> because I'm in my head. And he's like, okay. And then I was like, is this mm-hmm. something? And he's like, no, this is just sex. And I'm like, okay, well let's fit. Like, I, I really want to finish too. I wanted to come. Uh, I don't know what kind of podcast rating this has, but this will be explicit, I suppose. And um, I remember like, getting the closure I needed. Right. I was like, okay, great. Like now I know, like now I can, you know, you're still on that high, right. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, he said no. So now the hormones go away. Like, no, you're on that high. And it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, let me just eat ice cream right now or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's so much. I, I want to talk to you about Maria. I'm going to definitely bring you back on the show. Um, you, your wealth of information. I, I love, I love what you're doing with your stories on Instagram and and all your social media, you're, you're very real, very approachable. Um, you have so much to say and you're, you're very generous with, with advice and whatnot. I want to thank you for being who you are. Obviously you're one of my best friends. I love you so much. And I'm so glad that you're here with me today. 
Thank you. Well, I, you know, you're obviously you're one of my best friends too. Actually, I call you a soul sister <laughs> and um, I'm really happy to have your life. And I'm so excited for your podcast. And again, thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. You can follow the podcast on any podcast app to be notified when our next episode comes out. Also, if you've loved this episode, I'd appreciate it if you could leave us a review or even share it with a friend that might benefit from what we talked about today. To learn more about me and how our team helps singles across the Carolinas and beyond find love, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. You can find a link to our site in the show notes. Until next time.